Happy Friday evening. It's the weekend. We made it another five days. Woohoo! It's thank God, thank God, thank God. It's the weekend, it's the weekend, it's the weekend. Actually, I shouldn't be so excited because the Bible does say when you're working for your boss as if you're working for Christ. So I shouldn't be that excited to get away from my boss, which is Christ. Anyways, why don't I pray? This is the Tomorrow Christian Today reading 1 Thessalonians 1 in the NLT. But first and always, we must pray. Dear Lord, we must pray to ask you to please give us your Holy Spirit. Give us a, uh, a double, I don't know what's the word, Lord, dispensation, double outpouring, a latter rain of your Holy Spirit to give us discernment, to give us wisdom, to be able to, we have joy reading your word. It's not a tiring religious litany, Lord, but it's a joyous trek towards hearing your voice and trying to understand it and just seeing it from different perspectives, Lord. We are in that parable, all of the, I don't know if we, wise men around the elephant. You are the elephant. We can't comprehend you, Lord. We're just, we're blind. We come up to you like blind, just kind of feeling around, seeing you from our different perspectives. I, I say seeing in quotes and knowing that somebody else sees you in a different way, but knowing that we have the one true God and his one true Messiah, which is our King, King Jesus. And so from him and from you, we ask and beg for your Holy Spirit. Help us as we read your word in Thessalonians. Thank you that we have this opportunity to read your word. We have this freedom. The world seems so dark, Lord. The night is coming when no man can work. But before that night comes, Lord, fully, help us to equip us with your word. Help us to remember it, retain it, utilize it, and may it become part of our spiritual DNA of you. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 1. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica to you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The faith of the Thessalonian believers. Sorry, stumbling along here. Must be a little bit more tired than I thought. Anyways, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our, you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a hope because of Jesus and we pray to God and he's our father now. He was our creator. We were stolen from that evil, that evil serpent, the one who lies to the whole world, Satan. But we were redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ and now we can call God our father again. What a joyous thing. What a wonderful thing that we can call the creator of the universe our father. I think that's just so wonderful. Like, that's just peace. You know, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. We've got peace, my friends. Our Father is God. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And we know the greatest and highest and most wonderful mind that has ever existed and has always existed. And he's our Father. That's amazing. Man, we should be jumping up and down. I mean, I just see people on YouTube and 
just see people with talking about religion and and all these theological theories they have and they got to get this right and you got to believe this way and that way and i go you people are just totally lost you are lost you have no idea what it means to be a christian for you it's all these essays and all these ideas and all these concepts and all this uh, Lutheran this and Calvinism that and Arminianism this and and reform this and blah 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 that's not salvation that's reconnect that the, salvation is reconnecting with our father being put back in connection and in the presence of our father through the Lord Jesus Christ who justifies us and then sanctifies us man that's what it's all about it's so simple a child could understand it you know I, I think of that star trek where dr mccoy remember they stole spock's brain and then he has to go down they have they find that spock is like he's walking around and they get his body working but he's got this thing on top of his head because his brain's on the planet and then they figure this out they take spock's body down there and then they figure okay we're going to do an operation now to, to reconnect spock's brain into spock's head like it was just bizarre man <laughs> it was like it was like a drum beat you know it's like are you kidding me so you know of course mccoy has no idea what to do so uh i think they hooked up mccoy's brain i think mccoy got some kind of injection from this supercomputer that was being run by spock so so mccoy gets this super injection into his head and then he goes i get it my goodness a child could understand this and then slowly he begins to forget but spock walked him through the whole process but but at first he like totally understood what to do because he got these new memories these new um this new knowledge from the machine and he said a child could understand this jesus says you shall not enter the kingdom of god unless you're like a little child do little children know all this ridiculous theology I mean, I should be more respectful. I get it. But you know what? I, and I think Jesus was very respectful. But I think that, you know, Jesus just got sick of all this mumbo jumbo. I'm personally all sick of it. I didn't go to seminary. I don't want to go to seminary. I hear all these people in the church. They're taking all these courses and they're under stress and writing all these crazy essays. I don't really care. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm actually, maybe I'm an antichrist. It's like God doesn't want you to be writing all these essays. He wants you to read his book and he wants you to be in church and serve. Not all these ridiculous essays about this and that, and this and that. I'm sorry, I just don't see the value of it. Maybe I'll live to regret my words. Maybe, maybe what I just said is absolute blasphemy and heresy. And I do apologize, but Jesus just said in Mark 7, 7, all you are worried about is the commandments of men, the ideas of men. You know, with all due respect to a certain religion that is before Christianity, that predates Christianity, they're just worried about the, about the Mishnah um, or the Talmud, I think. They're just reading the Talmud. The Talmud, somebody told me the Talmud was the Old Testament. It is not the Old Testament, okay? It's the second to fifth century writings of some Jewish rabbi. It is not scripture and it is not inspired by God. Because the Old Testament and the New Testament is inspired by God. That's not it. I don't know why you're worried about all that stuff for, honestly. And I want to be respectful, I really do. But to me, the Bible is inspired by God. So I guess I'm a little bit of a narcissist. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. Oh, I love that. 
that that's what I think theology is. It's just a pack of words. It has no power. It says, for the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we've said was true. What's the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control, wisdom, forgiving your enemies or trying to, trying not to hold a grudge against your enemies and blessing people who've hurt you. You may not have to talk to them again. You don't have to reconcile with them again. Maybe they're still going to punch you. So keep, your, keep, keep them at arm's length if that's what's necessary. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit is. That's the power of the Spirit. And, being, and having wisdom to know when to forgive only and when you can forgive and when you can reconcile. Because maybe reconciliation is part of it, but not right now. I've heard some weird ideas about forgiveness. I've heard, I've, I, this guy would lecture me about forgiveness. I have to forgive somebody as if he's trying to push me together with somebody. And it's like, no, I'm not, I, I forgive the person, but let the person stay at a distance. This person is dangerous. This person has a lot of pride. This person doesn't seem to know what they're doing or what they're saying. Because I tell you, when you're in a body of believers, you're going to, you're going to rub up against people who just rub you the wrong way and just who don't know their boundaries. And that's men and women. Some, some men and some women do not know their boundaries. And when they come too close, you have to say, hey, back up. Back up. The Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what, what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. Imitate, imitate. You know, I want people to follow Christ, but um, if you're going to follow Christ, then don't follow me, imitate me, because I do want to follow Christ. But at the same time, I don't hold any degrees. I'm not interested in all of this status, and I'm not proud and narcissistic either. I don't really care if people listen to me or not. I'm just having fun right now. I'm having fun being in the presence of my Lord, reading his word. I really don't care who thinks what of this. There's so many other people you can listen to and there's other things you can be doing with your time. And if you're here, great, but you don't really need to be here unless the Holy Spirit prompted you to be here because I'm just a guy reading what's already there. That's what I'm doing. It says, as a result, you have become an example to all the believers. You have become an, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece, throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. What idols do people serve? Is it the stuff? Is it their phones? Is it their cars? Is it their ego? Some people are really in love with themselves. I mean, I have, I have met people in the church who are really in love with themselves. They're just really taken by themselves. They have to give an announcement before other people do about things concerning themselves. I mean, I've had that happen to people that would say, well, 
uh, there's going to be an announcement about me from the pulpit because I'm stepping down or I'm doing this, this, and this. I just wanted to tell you about it before so that you, that you heard it from me first. And I'm going, I don't care. Honestly, I mean, if this is the decision you've made, it's no big deal. We'll get along without you. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way out. I, I know that sounds really rough, but I think there was an Ace Ventura movie, honestly. And I think he's leaving these monks. And it's like, oh, guys, I don't know how. I just want to let you know I've just I've had such a great time here. I just want to know, you know, while you'll always be with me, I will always treasure you in my heart. Wherever I go, you'll be a part of me and I'll be a part of you. And I just want you to know that my heart will forever be here. And and they're all like, you know, uh, just looking, you know, nodding, you know, um, in acknowledgement and they're sad and they're very somber. And as soon as he leaves, <laughs> as soon as the door closes, he's gone. Yay, party. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> like some people are just so taken with themselves. You know, so when it says that they, they, they have to be turned away from idols, some people, they have an idol in their head and it's their own entitlement. Like, it's just bizarre to me. Um, I'm sorry. I just, I've messed up many things in my life. I've been a screw up from day one. <laughs> I'm the last to get the memo. In grade nine, I had to jog around. I hated grade nine gym. We had to go outside. It was freezing cold. Um, in my school, they gave us like white shirts and these red shorts, okay, to, that was part of our gym attire. You had to wear that for gym. And we had to go jogging outside. And I absolutely detest jogging. And I was always dead last. <laughs> I like, I hate this so much. If there's anybody that's a bigger loser than me, I'd like to meet him right now. So I'm sorry, I just cannot take myself that seriously. You know, people say you should have more confidence. Well, I wonder, why do you have so much confidence? You're not richer than me. And you're sure as heck not better looking than I am. <laughs> why are you so full of yourself? You haven't done anything. Nobody knows you. You haven't written any songs. You're not famous. You didn't save anybody. You haven't been in any, in any movies. You're certainly not an A-lister. Maybe you're some kind of double on a movie set. I don't know. It's amazing to me the advice that I've gotten from people. And they're just, they're so confident in themselves. They carry themselves so well. They're so, it's unbelievable the level of narcissism. I just look at people and I go, is it just me? Am I super unconfident or are they just like supremely confident? Like to the point of narcissistic. Like that's my favorite word now. It's all over YouTube, splashed all over YouTube. And I think Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Did he say that to be narcissistic or did he say it confidently? If he had said, I think I'm the way, the truth, and the life, would you have really bought his message? Would you have believed that he was telling the truth? Even if he was trying a little too hard to be humble? No, you do need a level of confidence. But what I see is people, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable cockiness. It's amazing. You know, sin is just, sin is total pride, ego, and entitlement, eh? The meek shall inherit the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. The meek. Jesus says, I'm humble and meek, and you shall find rest for your souls. 
Verse 10, and they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven. I am. I think he's coming very quickly. I think the world is melting down. I think the Antichrist is coming. And if there's a rapture, I think I missed the first cut. I don't think there was ever a rapture, but respectfully, if there's a rapture, we missed the first cut. And now we're all stuck here and the Antichrist is coming. Better I tell you that than somebody else. Maybe you don't want to hear that. It says, you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Jesus has rescued us from the judgment on all the proud. I'm sure that in the Bible somewhere I read this and it was a shock to me. It said God shall throw all the proud nations into hell. But then he says in the Bible, he will save those who are humble. Coming judgment is against people who are proud and whose God is themselves. And their God is pride, ego, and entitlement. I've got this. I don't want God's opinion. Ah, sorry. I made too many mistakes. I don't got this. I need God's opinion. God bless.